Welcome to the Legislate podcast, a place to learn about the latest insights and trends in property, technology, business building and contract drafting. Today, I'm excited to welcome Kez, founder and CEO of Questa, to the show. Questa is building a place to collaboratively share and organize information and resource lists to help individuals apply to universities and jobs. Kez, thank you for taking the time. Would you like to please share a bit of background about yourself and Questa? Sure. So Questa started off actually from another startup, um, my co-founder and I have called Doxa, which helps students get into UK universities. We primarily work as a B2B enterprise, helping tutoring agencies all over the world get their students into these universities, offering it as a white label service. But we noticed tutors uh, were sharing resource lists with students and they were pretty boring to use and pretty annoying to curate. So we thought, why don't we make that process more interesting? And we came up with Questa, which allows people to share those resources in a much, uh, hopefully, more engaging and, and, and also dynamic way, helping individuals not only curate better, but also consume as well. But it's a product that appeals to my co-founder and I, given that we were both tutors for a long time ourselves before we ended up setting up Doxa. That's great. And what type of resources um, can I expect to find on Questa? Yeah, so at the moment, it's all around wider reading, supracurricular, which is another word. There's like a million terms to mean the same thing. Yeah, wider reading, supracurricular, extracurricular, enrichment, intellectual enrichment. But the idea is you're going to university, you need to show that you've done more than just your A-levels to impress the application tutors. You can come to Questa and find all of those resources in one place. We're also building out a bunch of workplace resources as well to help people apply to jobs more successfully. In the longer term, we want it to be a place for you to curate anything, not only university resources or workplace resources, but you can create lists of resources on anything that you find interesting and share it to the communities you think will engage. It's very interesting. and. As you're a second time founder in your entrepreneurial journey, you know, what's been your favorite moment so far? It's been my favorite moment. Okay. Interesting. If I say I have none, is that a worrying statement? <laughs> I think the favorite time. <laughs> Every moment is trauma. Just get PTSD thinking about the past. No, I, I think my favorite moment might be at the social we had recently we had, we met in so we, we i have four other individuals who are partners of Questa, so it's really a joint enterprise and my co-founder had never met three of them in person uh, a whole bunch of the team had never met in person some other individuals are working abroad but with the pandemic on finding the right time to meet was just always very difficult but we had a social for the first time where we celebrated our pre-seed raise us just as a general get together and it was lovely to see people actually with each other in real life knowing that this actually exists it made it feel much more real it's not just a game we're not just online pretending to do a, a, a startup we are actually doing a startup yeah that's that's true and i think especially when yeah you spend your your time online you're building something it doesn't quite feel real until you're in person or so so yeah we, I, I can we had a cake we had a cake to bring it all together and I thought ordering a, a six inch cake, which was offered would be too small. So I went for the eight inch 
it turns out that the diameter is not what I should have been worried about. The cake was like 20 inches high. So it's <laughs> just enormous, way too much for was 10 people in the room. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what makes it real. And a similar question or a similar follow-on question, what would you wish you'd known before starting Questa? I wish I knew before starting Questa. I think, could I interpret the question slightly differently, which is what I wish I knew before I started Doxa, because that was the yep. first one. I had another co-founder who, on my first day of work, came to me and said, Kes, I think it's time. Why don't we start a startup? This was literally on the first day of my grad job. I thought to myself, that sounds exciting. Why not? So I'd quit my job in about six months. And we sat down and got up a whiteboard and just mapped out some ideas. This sounds fun. This sounds interesting. Let's just pick something and, and run with it. And on reflection, it was a really positive and negative process because I didn't leave my job to pursue a particular idea. And I didn't leave my job to build a startup with any kind of plan, which meant very quickly, it became apparent that we might be trying to solve problems that didn't exist. So that was the negative slide to that. And I wish I had, I could go back and say, before you jump into a startup venture, make sure you have some idea in mind of the kind of direction you want to go in. I had literally no idea what I was interested in. We had on that board a whole bunch of different things, education, finance, we had like social apps, we had a whole bunch of ideas. So that was the negative side of it. But the positive of it, and something I wish I had more awareness of as well, is if you bring the right people together who share the right interests or the same interests and have a similar mindset, then you'll find something to do. You build something valuable and I think that's become a fundamental part of our philosophy, finding talented, talented people who share our mindset for enjoying what they're doing. They're all a bit nerdy and they are very deep thinkers and reflective. Just bring them together in a room and they'll do something good. That's uh, interesting. So would you recommend then uh, working in industry and finding that problem before going off to fix it? I think for some individuals, yes, because I think some people need to have that certainty that they'll be able to find a specific thing to solve and also that they'll have a backup option but if you're slightly unhinged like me then actually just jumping straight into it uh, can be positive because the pressure that it puts on you i think makes you solve at a much quicker rate because there was no backup option and because there was no specific plan in place and i could be a lot more flexible and move a lot more quickly that's great. Uh, so we're well done on, on finding that problem to solve. And in terms of Questa, what's the you know, big picture vision or roadmap for the next five years? So we feel that the internet has gone through many phases and the place it's ended up is a relatively centralized system of searching for information. Our big picture vision is rather than that, than that happen, from a central place. Why is that not done by community? We really want to bring ownership of information back to the community level where individual groups can organize and share information in their own way and interpret it in their own way as well, rather than that be controlled either by one centralized platform or by algorithms. 
that are customized to the individual. There's a space in between we feel that's missing. And we've seen growth of that kind of demand in platforms like Discord and Twitch, where sharing those links and that information happens, but there's no easy or nice way to actually begin to organize and share it. So we, we see like an internet for every community. I see. And, and, and in terms of filling that gap, how is Questor achieving that? Is it through the UX? Is it, you, you mentioned lists, is it you're organizing your list in a particular way? How are you very, doing it? Very slowly would be my answer. <laughs> in, in, in the uh, coming uh, years, we want to build out from just having a bunch of lists that we have curated to allow the community to curate those lists and then allow the community to start to create um, spaces where they can add all kinds of information to the organization of those resources, be it a list, be it by adding data points, be it by adding uh, commentary to their engagement with each resource, giving them a lot more power to comment on that content. That's really interesting. And as a CEO of a startup, what are the key contracts that you interact with the most? Key contracts interact with the most going to be... So with Doxa, there was a lot of interaction with contracts with individual tutors. We, had about, we have about 300, 250 to 300 tutors, and each of those signs a separate agreement, just setting up the terms. There's a lot of back and forth. Uh, with that. Um, now, with Questa, it's slightly different because we don't have that uh, marketplace. Instead, we primarily interact with, I would say, NDAs or uh, we do have some freelance agreements as well or employment contracts. Sorry, I was just going to say, I, I can't believe I've forgotten this. Investment, pre-seed investment contracts, a massive thing. I think I've just uh, removed that process from my mind because talking to those lawyers for so long, uh, it's just gives me anxiety thinking yeah. about that. Well, I guess it's, it is good that you used lawyers um, because that's one document that you don't want to um, mess up. So, and, and with those contracts, what are the key areas of friction that you've encountered and how did you overcome them? So the contracts through DOXA, we, we've had reviewed and we've iterated depending on feedback. So that's been a useful process actually talking to the um, individuals signing them to get their interpretation rather than just have a template that's static. I think with Questa, there was a lot of back and forth with the investment contracts, and we have really uh, great investors, uh, thankfully, who were more than happy to accommodate us with that process. But it meant a fair amount of, of, of uh, time was spent trying to get those terms to suit both parties. Okay, well done for reaching an agreement. And so I'm conscious, Kez, that I've taken a lot of your time already. So I'm going to ask you the closing question we ask all our guests. If you're being sent a contract to sign today, what would impress you? I think simplicity. I think having a contract with clear explanation as to what you're signing in a really simple manner would be very useful because. I don't think it's a secret that it's a very rare occasion you actually go through the entire contract and unless it's an important one like the investment agreement in which case you have the inverse problem of you read the entire thing and make sure it all makes sense so you've invested a huge amount of time but i think people are craving a simple way to assimilate that information that 
um, they can go into more detail for if they need to within the terms of the contract, but can get some flavour of without having to spend too much time. I think I think you've just described legislate. We, oh, wow. uh, I promise I'm not paid by legislate to promote us. This is not a bribe or this was this is entirely spontaneous. Yeah, I'd say in terms of you know that that problem that you've identified of you know, contracts being difficult to, to digest and read um, for the average or at least the non-legally trained user is something that we've we recognized and we, we present a contract in different views. First, as a set of questions and answers, which explains the key terms that Again, if you, that's one thing you read what the contract is about and what the key terms are. But in terms of the actual agreement, we try to keep things as short as possible. It's not always possible. But one thing we do is simplify the English so that there is as little legalese as possible. And when there are clauses that have maybe difficult to explain terms or through our users we've identified that there are frequently asked questions, then we do offer the option to explain the terms via a toggle whether well, are inline explanations, but, but yeah, I think with legislate and contracts in general, when it comes to understanding it, it's really all just about the experience. And, and I think simplicity is a core part of that. So that's a great answer. I'm glad to hear that. Um, I got that one. So far I said that they will be impressed with a complicated contract. So... <laughs> that's my favorite. As complicated and as difficult to read as possible. Having uh, spent time looking at contracts from lawyers that's what you would think was going through their minds so i'm impressed to hear the other yeah part. yeah great thank you very much kez for taking the time best of lo uh, luck structuring that or filling that gap and, uh, and good luck with growing uh, your company thank you so much for your time